Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, July 30th. U.S. equity futures are in the red, so you have the S&P futures off 29 points. That's about 65 basis points. You're seeing large underperformance in the NASDAQ futures. The NASDAQ futures are down 170 points. That's about 1.1%. The Dow futures are holding in relatively well. They're off 100 points. That's about 30 basis points. So obviously, big underperformance in tech, um, and you're seeing value cyclical stocks hang in pretty well. And the reason for that is what happened last night with earnings, which I'll get to in one second. Um, Turning to Europe quickly, you're seeing the major indices trade down about 50 basis points. So remember, Europe is very heavily weighted to cyclical value stocks. Um, and so Europe is trading about in line with where the Dow in the US is trading um, in terms of the futures market. You're seeing underperformance in Europe in basic resources, which are down 2%, autos, which are down over a percent. Um, and you're seeing relative outperformance in telecom, healthcare, real estate, and banks. Um, there were a bunch of bank earnings out this morning in Europe that were decent. Um, Asia was pretty much in the red across the board. Um, Hong Kong off about 2%. The Shanghai Comp did a bit better, down about 40 basis points. Um, and Japan was off over a percent for the Nikkei and the uh, TPX. Um, so the big news this morning is just what happened overnight in the U.S. Uh, with earnings. So Amazon is definitely coloring uh, sentiment this morning pretty much across the board. Um, disappointing numbers. You saw very sharp deceleration um, in the core retail business. Um, you know, just taking a step back and and trying to extrapolate Amazon. I really don't think that it is a macro negative. I think if you go throughout this earnings season, you've heard from a number of companies, including UPS, um, Shopify mentioned it as well, including Visa, MasterCard, all of them have said that the consumer is still very strong overall, but you are seeing a notable shift in spending um, as pandemic eases, as you see lockdown restrictions um, fade away, you're, you saw spending shift to physical locations and away from online. So. Um, you know, perhaps that shift occurred a bit more aggressively than people were assuming with Amazon. Um, but I don't necessarily think that you should look at Amazon and say that, you know, the consumer is weakening. I think it's more just the consumer spending is evolving. Um, so that was definitely the major highlight of the Amazon report is a sharp deceleration in, in the core retail business. Arguably, retail is Amazon's third most important business. So the two most important businesses as far as driving profit um, and probably bolstering the multiple AWS, Amazon Web Services, and then the advertising business. Both those did very well in the quarter. Um, so, you know, I don't necessarily think that Amazon is going to snap back very quickly. You know, this is the first quarter under the new CEO. I think people have a lot of questions um, just about kind of the the state of the core retail business. Are they losing online share? Um, are you going to see a very aggressive shift away from online for the next several quarters? Um, I think those questions kind of are going to stay unanswered for a little bit. Um, but like I said, I think, you know, if you kind of take a look at the entire umbrella of Amazon businesses overall, retail is, is number three in terms of importance. Um, Pinterest is another big disaster in tech last night. So that's down about nearly 20% this morning. Um, a similar type of story, you know, you're seeing a shift away from a lot of these kind of pandemic beneficiary stocks. Um, the, the user figures at Pinterest, um, lagged expectations and management said that, um, that trend has continued so far into Q3. You know, they, if you actually look at just the income statement revenue and EBITDA at Pinterest, it was terrific. Um, you know, they're making up for the decline in users with very strong pricing gains as far as advertising rates. Um, but obviously people are focusing on users, 
Um, and again, this sense that these companies that saw a big tailwind from the pandemic now are going to kind of suffer hangover now for um, several quarters. And again, this is not unique to Amazon or Pinterest. This has been, um, you've seen a lot of examples. Uh, Citrix was another big one yesterday. That stock got crushed um, Thursday morning after its report. That had been one of the, you know, one of the initial big pandemic winners. Um, UPS is another one. You no, know, so you've seen a number of examples of companies that benefited from the pandemic are now seeing some of those tailwinds fade. Um, so that by far is the big macro theme this morning, Amazon, Pinterest, and you're seeing the sell-off in tech. Um, you know, I think if you kind of, if I had to guess where things are going to be at four o'clock today, I think the underlying price action today is probably going to be a lot better than the headlines would suggest, but you are going to see, you know, given the weighting of, of tech, um, that will, that will certainly weigh heavily on, on the, um, S and P 500, uh, other kind of big macro items this morning. You had a lot of economic data, you had a lot of QD, Q2 GDP reports. Um, again, I don't really think the market pays all that much attention to Q2 GDP. That goes for the US as well as what you saw this morning. So the overall European QD, Q2 GDP number today was a bit better. Germany was a bit worse. Um, Italy, Spain, France, all a bit better. You had Hong Kong GDP, Taiwan GDP, um, industrial production out of South Korea and Japan were both a bit better. Again, I don't think that's really impacting trading all that much. None of the data was particularly controversial. On the COVID front, again, there's a dichotomy between the tenor of media reporting, which is very grim. Um, and actually, you had um, a CDC report that was not publicly released, but it's been reported in all the major media outlets, just painting a very negative um, picture of the Delta variant, how, how extraordinarily contagious it is, et cetera. Um, you know, so the tenor of headlines is still very negative. I think stocks are a bit more optimistic than the media tone would suggest for three main reasons. The most important is you are not hearing from any company that COVID is creating, um, you know, a tremendous incremental headwind to their business. And in fact, a lot of the names that are very levered to reopening the epicenter companies throughout this season have posted not just very strong Q2 numbers, but again, they're not talking about how their business is reversing because of COVID right now. Now, obviously that can change. But um, I think I think stocks are taking their cues from that optimistic tone for management teams. The other two items that are helping stocks, um, I think, withstand the onslaught of the COVID negativity has to do with the mRNA vaccine still being very effective in terms of preventing severe illness and hospitalization. You are, you know, you are seeing reports that antibody levels of the mRNA vaccines do degrade over over the course of months. So that um, provides less protection against transmission. Um, but you are still seeing them very effective as far as preventing severe illness. Um, and then the other thing is you're hearing, you know, there's a lot of reports, you know, pretty much every hour, some company, some government is imposing a vaccine mandate. And so I think stocks are hopeful that those mandates will eventually cause the domestic inoculation figures to start moving up again after they've been plateauing now for several, several weeks. Um, so that is the state of COVID, you know, I think an incremental negative this morning. Um, and then in China, there, you know, there were a bunch of headlines that hit after the Chinese markets closed over the last hour and a half or so. Um, as usual, they're very vague. Um, you know, you, it's very kind of hard to decipher them. They did say how they are going to, quote unquote, deepen the anti-monopoly supervision of ride hailing companies. So, you know, to the extent in markets, we're hoping for China to take a step back and, and perhaps ease some of the... Um, some of the steps they've taken in the last couple of weeks with regards to the regulatory crackdown, you know, the release they put out in the last hour and a half suggests that that may not be occurring. Um, I don't think it's it represents an escalation, but um, it's certainly not, uh, you know, a, a conciliatory announcement. Um, 
so that's the other item to keep in mind today too is you know you did have a very violent rebound rally in, in some of the the big china's adrs in the us uh in the last 48 hours um some of them are now in the red this morning so dd in particular is off about four percent so those are all the major themes and trends this morning. There's a lot more to go through. There's a ton of news. There were a ton of earnings, both in Europe and the US. Last night, I have write-ups on everything in the piece this morning. I put out a separate piece yesterday with my top 10 takeaways for the Q2 earnings season overall. So the Q2 season, um, you know, there's still a lot more companies to go, but we're, we're pretty much done with the important ones. So the big kind of macro companies, the ones that really account for the bulk of the S&P market cap, um, those are out of the way. You do have obviously um, a bunch more this morning, and you have a couple of others like Berkshire Hathaway and Disney are probably the two last big calendar Q2 companies. Um, and now we're going to move into the July end earnings season, which will be dominated by the likes of uh, Target, Walmart, Cisco, AMAT, Nvidia, et cetera. So that starts later in August. But um, you know, for all intents and purposes, I think the Q2 season is done. You're not going to see anyone report that's going to dramatically shift. Um, I think the the state of numbers or or the qualitative commentary. So I have top ten takeaways on earnings. That's a separate piece I was out yesterday afternoon. Um, and then just quickly for today's session on Friday. Again, the focus will stay on earnings. Abvi, Charter, um, Colgate, Chevron, Caterpillar, uh, Procter and Gamble, Exxon are the big ones this morning. You're gonna have two inflation numbers in the U.S. Um, the June PCE and then the Q2 employment cost index. I don't think either of them are going to be terribly important, I think, for markets, um, but those are definitely going to be on the tape. And then the CDC could provide this report that's been in the media, could provide more, um, may release some of that report and uh, publicly. But like I said, the Washington Post, New York Times have very extensive summaries of, of what's in that report. Uh, so that is everything for today, Friday, July 30th. Thank you for listening.